Hey everybody, I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vinny Sinatella. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest and most influential statewide business association in the U.S. For more info on us, visit njbia.org. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp insurance, and they're, the, they're awesome to work with. And in case you hadn't noticed, they are the official sponsor of the show. Yeah, it's awesome. So with us today, Sherry Hewlett of Sharp Link Staffing. So Sherry, tell us a little about yourself. Say hello. Hi, how are you guys? Excited to be I here. I am excellent. Good. You're awesome. I'm excited to be here. So I am the um, CEO, managing partner of Sharpling Staffing in Pittman, New Jersey. And we provide um, light industrial administrative professional um, staffing services, um, fulfilling primarily in the southern New Jersey area. Good. Did you start it? Yes. This, wow. Yes, this is our third year in business. We wow. never get to talk no. to people who uh, start. Well, it's happened before. I mean, before, it happens it's very rare. Uh, once in a while. Yeah. Almost never, though. So. What was it about staffing that made you say, I want to start a staffing Well, company? so it's a great story, actually. Um, I have 24 years in the industry. My husband um, has been in the light industrial warehouse, you know, labor-intensive side of the house for the past, for his whole career. He actually was in a work-related accident and decided um, and basically just wanted to get out. And I've always said, you would be great in sales. You would be, um, you're such a people person. You've been listening to me for 15 years. So why don't we marry our skill sets? And that's essentially what we did. And we, we started our, we started a business right in the town where we live and just charge it forward. Can't, you know, can't look back now. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What an amazing story. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's it's nice. It's sort of, it's funny because it started to be like, it was a little experiment. I was still working full time for the first um, two years outside of Sharplink. Um, I ran the operations and Daryl called me and I consulted, you know, con helped him along the way. Um, but April of last year, um, I'd be jumped in full feet ahead. So I'm mm. full, full fledged in now for almost a year. So it's, it's all or nothing now. Wow. <laughs> that is so impressive. That leap of faith, you know, being a small business owner in, in this, this day and age. That's really impressive. Thank you. All right. So today's icebreaker is, uh, what is your favorite thing about Disney? All right. So thinking about that, I would have to say um, it's all the little details. I mean, D Disney, if you go walk around the parks and you just really pay attention to all the details on all the rides, it's the little the eye movements, the head movements of all the characters and like, you know, it's a small world and mm. the um, Splash Mountain, all the little bears, it, it's the little details that make it so realistic and awesome there. I mean, it's it's hard honestly for me to pick a favorite thing, but if I had to, since I have to, to be, to choose, that's it, the details. details. You know, when you come out of that ride, they like say your name, you know, the small world. Yeah. yeah I was on there recently. And it's just Goodbye, Vinny. And I was like, wait, they know. How do they know your name? I think because you have the magic the, band the magic and uh, the magic it's, band like I, says who you are to them. Yeah. That's, that's like a little big brothery. It is pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, so I have a love-hate relationship with Disney. Like, I really love a lot of the movies, mm. but as a company, I'm starting to really get angry with them. You know, they, they're working their way towards a serious monopoly in the theater industry. Mm -hmm. um, they now own something like 40% of all the studios. So... If you're an artist, if you're uh, an actor, you, your opportunities for places to get work are dwindling down, you know, and Disney, for what it's worth, is not the company that takes risks artistically, you know, so. They're very it's, safe. It's a real shame. If there was one company that I was going to have take over the whole industry, it probably wouldn't be them. God, no. Yeah. I, I, around the end of last year, they had a whole thing where usually when you go to a theater and you pay your money, 
the theater gets half and the studio gets half. Now sometimes they work out a little bit like 55, 45, that kind of thing. But for The Last Jedi, Disney did a 70-30 split with the theaters at the last minute. So they weren't even anticipating that. You know, you own a theater, you're thinking, oh, come December, at least, you know, if like my numbers have been down, Star Wars can be what we count on to pick us back up. And they were like, nope, sorry. So Wow. And it's because they have such a monopoly. What are you going to say no? You know, like you can't not play Star Wars. And not Wars. show that movie, exactly. Yeah. And then there's just the fact that they just keep on going. You know, like we just saw The Last Jedi, and now in about a month, there's going to be a new Star Wars movie. So Yeah, that franchise will yeah. never die. It's never going to, like I will die before Star Wars does. And <laughs> yeah. part of me feels kind of upset that I will not see the end of this franchise. But yeah. It's sort of like the, the Hobbit movies. Like they just keep churning out one Hobbit movie after another. I think they're done with those, though. Really? Yeah, because, yeah, well, I mean, they finished the, the Hobbit trilogy. I don't know if they're starting something new. Well, no, there was there were three Lord of the Rings books, right. movies, right. and then there was the Hobbit movie, and then there were a couple spinoffs from that, weren't there? No, so the, the three Hobbit movies that are there are all the one book. For whatever reason, oh. they decided to make three three-hour movies about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, like each book was a three-hour movie, yeah. and then they decided to make three three-hour movies about the one Hobbit book. No! Yeah, because they really tried to stretch that out as far as... Oh my as god, I, I legit thought that they were just making up m more and more no. story after the first book. Yeah, no, you gotta keep it rolling, right? <laughs> and so. Harry Potter's doing the same thing. Oh uh, yeah, now we've got yeah, Fantastic Beasts going. Yeah, yeah. So we'll probably never see the end of that one either. At the very minimum, they'll probably do a lot of remakes before they really start going out on Harry Potter sequels. I gotta be honest, I'm okay with that one. Mm. I'm okay if Harry Potter never dies. <laughs> that's you'll, have okay. to, you'll have to come to Pittman in October with the Potter Fest. Yes, that's, that's yeah. actually been on my bucket list a while. Yeah, we, I need to I'm do part that. of the planning. <gasps> Are you a Potterhead? <laughs> I'm not a Potterhead, but I'm a very good organizer and friends with Potterheads. So, oh so we, so yeah, so we're, I'm, a, I'm gonna be a Potterhead before it's all said and done. I would can't not so. with if Pittman's so, a Potter. Have you read the books? I read the first book, but the size of the books kind of intimidated me. So that's why you're not a Potterhead because you that's, haven't really that's experienced. Right. That's right. That, once you've read them, you'll never. Go back. Yeah, it's. I gotta get past. I probably just need to sit down and watch the movies. So he, the barrier for me was also the size of the books because I just don't have that kind of time on yeah. my hands anymore. So I am a big fan of audiobooks. And I got the first book as a book on tape. Like, that's how long ago it was that I started listening to these books. It was a book on tape. And I thought, all right, what is this malarkey? I've been hearing so much about this, this book. I'm gonna give it the first side of the first tape. And if by the end, of that first side of that first tape, I'm not like, oh my god, I have to, I have to keep going. I'm just gonna take the whole thing back to the library because, come on, can I tell you? Within an hour, I was completely hooked. The narration was amazing. The actor was amazing. The book was amazing. And the reason I know that is because of the, the audiobook. I never read them. How about that? Yeah, I have to give that a try. You should. What house are you in? Oh, I'm a Gryffindor. You're a obviously. Gryffindor. Okay. Oh <laughs> Why do you, I can't believe I totally went on to Pottermore and had myself sorted. I mm. answered all those questions. Yeah. I have a, a Gryffindor necktie, which I wear proudly every mm. Halloween with my cardigan. What's your Patronus? Oh, you know what? I forget. Uh, I don't because you don't use a Patronus very often. Sure. But when you need it, it's there, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm a Gryffindor also. <gasps> you sorted I, um, yourself? I sorted myself, yeah. Because <laughs> we all had to have t-shirts for the Potter Fest. All the volunteers had t-shirts, and we and um, so you had to know what color to choose. Of course. So mm -hmm. it's important. So true. So it's funny. I was actually um, in Minnesota, and I was buying a, a t-shirt somewhere, and I had to choose, like, Golden Gopher Hockey versus Viking versus whatever. And I, I gravitated for some reason toward the Golden Gopher Hockey. 
And somebody was like, oh, well, it's the same colors as Gryffindor, so that makes sense. That's oh, exactly sure. why you wanted that t-shirt, because <laughs> uh, obviously crimson and gold. Tara made me take the test. I wound up in Hufflepuff, so. You weakling. I know. Well, I looked Loser. at the thing, and it, those are like the creative types. Loser. So I'm okay with that. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> In 10 years when they remake those movies, first of all, I've always said it'll be like Hermione Granger in the Chamber of Secrets and all that. Like, she was the real star of those films. But, she was. But perhaps in like 10 years when they make a new run of those movies, it'll be from Hufflepuff's like perspective. Do you remember on uh, Parks and Rec when Leslie Nope had the flu and she was like uh, Harry Potter in the Chamber of Commerce? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right, so uh, Disney. I forgot that Harry Potter is associated with Disney. Are they are they one and the same no, or no, is that um, Universal? Yeah, no. Uh, Harry Potter is actually not Disney, but Universal has the theme park rights. Too, okay, so yeah. then I that changes completely. I was gonna say my favorite thing about Disney is Harry Potter, but I don't have a favorite thing about Disney. I uh, I'm kind of anti Disney, and I I said that around here once, and coworkers, colleagues were like, "But you're so upbeat. You're so nice. How can you hate Disney?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know. They've they've done some really." terrible things to the the economy of South Florida like if you want to mm -hmm. get a job the only employer worth having down there is Disney and that means yeah. they can pay whatever they want they're not yeah. great to their employees from what I've heard and they've encroached so much on the the natural wildlife down there the swampland that that should be protected but isn't anymore like the there's nowhere for the alligators to go or for the panthers to go and it's just not it's not great with actually the last done. time I was down there I was on a ferry and we saw an alligator in the thing, and I was like, that's where the alligators are going, yeah. so you never know. So true. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of Disney. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so usually when we hit this point, we ask people what they do at their company, but you own it. Yeah. So <laughs> you tell do us more about the day-to-day. -day. Like, what yeah, is the so, company so my, my I'm typically the back office person, the operations, um, take care of the books, all that good stuff, but I definitely have an element of client interaction and account management, dealing with the customers, and finding the right people to fill the jobs. Um, I definitely am very hands-on. We're a small team, and that's, you know, the, we, I feel like that's my favorite part, honestly, is finding the right people to fill um, the positions with our customers. So it's, it's, I probably need to do more of that actually and less of the, less of the boring stuff because um, sure. that's what I really enjoy doing. But, matchmaking. Yeah, the matchmaking. And so, you know, re you know, reviewing resumes. Um, I'm going to jump into that because that's, that's, <laughs> we have so much fun. There's not a day that goes by in our industry. Um, we, where, people resumes come across our desk and we're we have a laugh i'll be honest with you i, I, so. I you know one of our follow-up questions is going to have to be like what are some of the best things that you've ever seen on yeah. a resume so um i have i have i don't i hope that they don't get offended if they happen to listen but oh, no, um, names. no names <laughs> no don't, names don't say no names but there's a resume that came across our desk that um he is a Pokemaster. Oh, of course. So he yeah. went on and on about his experience, you know, being a Pokemaster and how much he loves Pokemon I don't and playing with his oh, friends. You know, Pokemon. Oh. He added Pokemon to a professional resume? Hey, look, yes, you got absolutely. skills. You got skills, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's It was a whole paragraph. It's. I think I brought it with me, actually, so I'll have to share that with you. Um, and we the need other, to screenshot that. Carry it everywhere you go. <laughs> it's really great. Because it's just, it's, when I say it, people are like, no, you have to share. The, you have to show me. Really, for real. And the other thing that he said what was great is that his favorite job was working as a bartender in college because it was like being at the party every night. And it is a fine line between being the bro and having to tell the future lawyers and accountants to get out of the bar because they're too drunk. That's so right. I was sure. like, that was on his professional resume. So I feel like I don't even have to bring this guy in. I feel like I already know him. You yeah. know, he's, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and it's, it's great. And then 
some of the fun things, you know, and of course we we do give feedback. So that was part of part of our um, ammo, if you will, being a little different than some of our competitors. We really, it, you know, try to work with people to become a little bit better at job hunting. Um, and part of that is having a nice professional resume. So we'll find, we'll get things where maybe the A is broken on the keyboard. So they'll put mm. a dash in place of every A. Wow. That really happens like, more than once, actually. What? Um, yeah. I've so never had an A be broken on my keyboard. Actually, my wife's old laptop, like the, what was it, the F button, I think, was broken. And so when I needed to do something on her computer, I actually went online, copied an F, yeah. and then every time I needed it, I hit Control V, and I was like, you need to buy a new laptop now. Yeah. So someone that doesn't have that, you know, that, oh, that's a really good problem idea, actually. Problem-solving. Problem-solving capability. <laughs> they just put a, a dash in place of every A. It was, that's pretty funny. I mean, if you're going to go to the trouble of handwriting a dash, you couldn't just handwrite it. Or, or they, they, key, they key, keyed in a Yeah, dash. keyed in a dash. Don't handwrite just, a resume, come on. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't put a dash on a resume instead of yeah. a, a word. Yeah. Instead, instead of an A. Yeah, instead of an A. It's not like you're typing go a 10-page paper. Right. Go to the library. I have a friend edited for you before you submit it. I oh don't know. God. No, we have, a, we have a lot of fun. I'm just trying to think what else. Too much personal information is always, um, th those are always fun to read, but you want to, we immediately, you know, maybe you should not think, put the, some of these things on here. Um, Give me an example beyond the Pokemaster, what uh, somebody would put on there. Um, smiling is his favorite, like the elf. Aww. Oh, yeah. Well. Super fun. Yeah. Smiling <laughs> is his favorite. How do you take somebody like that seriously, though? It's tough. It's tough. So it's... do you call them and you're like, hey, so I have some feedback. We can't use you. And here's what I think you should do next time when you submit your resume elsewhere. Yeah, we actually try to bring everybody in. If they'll come in to our office for an interview, we try to bring everybody in and that way we can meet them. Because sometimes maybe Maybe just as poor skills, but maybe they're a good personality. You never know yeah, where you right. might be able to utilize someone. Um, so, but when so we do try to give them their feedback, and then if worst case, it's definitely an email so they can hear maybe some suggestions. Um, let's see what's another good example. We have um, the dash, the Pokemaster, too much personal information. Oh. Well, so the cases where spell check doesn't work. So, yes, they're, guy they're worked there. at a whorehouse. <gasps> we really think that he meant warehouse, <gasps> but... Oh, my one. gosh! Like I said, you got skills, you got skills. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And then works in a fast-paced environment where paste is spelled P-A-S-T-E. <laughs> I don't think you're working in glue, but okay. Maybe right? you did. Maybe fast you did. You know. But if you're, if, you work, if you're fast in glue, you're hired, right? Wow. So, so yeah, so spell check doesn't, you know, doesn't always pick up on some of those mistakes, but um, resumes are definitely something, you know, we, as recruiters, that where it looks at a resume average of like seven seconds or something like that, mm -hmm. because we get so many, and so you kind of just do the skim through. Um, oh no, so I was gonna say, so if that's the case, if somebody's only looking at it for like seven mm -hmm. seconds or so, inverse, yeah. what would be like something that somebody would maybe want to do so they could stand What's out? What's a tip? Yeah. So uh, the thing that I've been t um, helping people do lately is with the formatting of the resume, just being a little bit more, um, do a little bit more interesting formatting with like color, that's becoming like a, a little bit of a trend. Um, I know some of the way that when you apply, it goes into these, you know, search engine things that doesn't always love those right. 
formats. But when I get a colorful resume, I look at it way longer than seven seconds. I'm super impressed. Mm -hmm. So I'm, um, you know, using bold and certain to have make things jump out at you mm -hmm. um, for like, you know, the things that you, the keywords and the buzzwords that you really want to highlight. Um, but it's, it you really want to have just your first job, your education, all of those things really, you know, crisp and, and nice. Yeah, you want to um, make it as easy to read as possible, yeah. right? Yeah. Is there anything that like everybody does that you just roll your eyes at? Like really, you too, you know? <laughs> Like how everybody calls themselves creative, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I look through that. I skip over that summary statement at the top. I don't look. I don't read that in, anymore because it's it's um you know everybody is you know driven driven and, yeah. and you know creative yeah creative results oriented yeah those same words I skip over that so um, would you say cut that line out altogether or is it essential? yeah honestly I think it's I think you can cut out there the objective statement that summary that I I don't mm -hmm. look at it I, I just I jump right through right to nice. experience their first job looking at where where what are you doing now where where have what are you what's mm -hmm. your latest job title you know how long have you been there that's that's and then then the next one behind it Cool. All right, I think we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, awful or awesome. All right. And we're back. It's time for a game called Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things, and you have to decide quickly if they are awful or awesome. It's pretty self-explanatory, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And uh, you have to be prepared to defend your answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. First up... Search engines that aren't Google. Are there any? I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is a tough one. I'm. I can't say you know awful, but I can't say that they're so awesome that I use them. Like Bing, I can think of Bing, yeah. and then Yahoo, right? Yahoo. Well, I think the only time I've ever used Yahoo is when I, I still have an old email that's like where all my ads go for mm. Yahoo. So if I happen to think I need to search on while I'm doing that, then yeah. I'll use Yahoo. But for the most part. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because the other search engines are so desperate. Microsoft will pay you to use Bing. Like, I don't know if you knew that. No. But yeah, they have a whole reward system where every day you go in and you do certain tasks, you search for stuff, you uh, click on various things. And at the end of the month, if you've accumulated enough points, you can trade them in for like gift cards and stuff like that. No yeah. way. And I still don't do it. So, yeah. That's incredible yeah. that you still don't do it. But do you remember when the internet first happened? And the, the internet AOL. first happened. AOL. Uh, well, AOL, yes. But do you remember there was a search engine called Excite? Sure. Yeah. And I remember like there were four or five. There that, were a bunch of them. There, there were was, like Ask Jeeves and yeah, Ask Jeeves. Yes. Technically, yeah. just so nobody comes down on us, this is not when the internet first started. But you know, in the it's when I first started with the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the inverse yeah. of that. Because I think it's been going since the '60s, or <laughs> there's a whole military thing behind the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of yeah, course. But anyway, obviously. go ahead. Um, but do you, okay, do you remember in like the '90s when we all got email addresses from college? And they were like, as, as long as my arm. Yep. I will never forget that. And I had a professor say, I, w I need you to do some research on this thing called the internet. So go up to the computer lab and type in www.excite.com and then do a search for this. And I, it was like she was speaking Greek to me. And I literally was like, okay, I know what you're, I, I know you're asking me something, <laughs> but I don't know really what it is that you're asking me to do. Wow. I don't understand. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Wait, did we all go? Or did I just answer? Did you guys answer? Search engines that aren't Google? Yeah, I think we got that. All right, good. Reality TV. You know, I've never been the biggest fan. All right, so I have a really like weird, dark sense of humor. There was a reality TV show once called um, the WB Superstar USA. I don't know if you remember that one. I do not. But basically- How did I miss it? It was an American <laughs> Idol type show, but 
they were advancing the people who were bad and not telling them. So, like, the idea was that they were oh trying to find the worst singer in America. That's but being so like, mean. oh, yeah, you are awesome. And then, yeah, it That's was terrible. But I've mean. got, like, a horrible sense of humor, so I thought it was hilarious. When it was all said and done and they figured out who the worst singer in America was, they gave them, like, speech lessons. Not speech lessons, but, you know, singing Voice lessons. Voice lessons? They actually gave her, like, a contract. I don't know what happened with that after the fact. But it was the kind of show you could only do once. Yeah. Because once people were in on the gag, right. watching it on TV, Nobody you couldn't do a do season that. two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, my inclination is to say that reality TV is awesome. I am probably, that's my little thing that I don't, I do. Guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure, yeah, that's what I'm that's looking for. That's what I'm looking for. That's my guilty pleasure. I, you know, have to say that it's just, enjoy my popcorn and wine mm -hmm. and just sink into, mm -hmm. whether it's the Kardashians or the re the talent shows are always good. It's it's just, it's not my life, so it's super fun. Like totally. it, That's how I escape. Yeah. So I, my gut reaction is to just be like awful, you know, but mm. then I'm thinking about all the reality shows that I've watched over the years and there have been a few. Most of them have been like really good hearted though, like the Osbournes. Mm. I love that show. Crazy. Um, <laughs> but, but that's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that song. Millions of people live in a smoke. Okay, all right. I'm not going to sing. We're going to get um, the strike. It's seriously, okay. I know. But um, do you remember John and K plus eight? Yes. Okay. Oh gosh. Right. Yes. So she was kind of a nightmare, but the kids were really cute. They were so, mm -hmm. mm, I liked them. Um, and then, oh my gosh, there was a couple more. I just, anything that's like really good hearted, I, I could watch that for hours, I think. But there's been, there's been, I mean, there's a lot of educational things too. My, my daughter's hooked on um, the jazz and just was her, like, I think it opens your mind up to so many different people yeah. and different lifestyles and things like when you, like that whole, I think, I feel like TLC is like, Love oh, TLC. Do you remember like, the wedding story and the yes. baby story from, oh my God, a million years yeah. ago? 20 years ago, probably. I'd always cry. I'm I like, know. cry over the people's lives. Yeah. Say yes to the dress. I'm emotional. <gasps> my mom. Oh my gosh. My mom loves that show so much that the last time they were in town, like in May, my mom said to me, I want you to call and make Colleen an appointment at uh, Kleinfeld's. And I'm like, Colleen's not getting married. My mom was like, doesn't matter. We're, go <laughs> we're going to Kleinfeld's. Colleen's trying on wedding dresses. <laughs> So um, we did it, and we took pictures, and we posted the pictures to Facebook because we were at Kleinfeld's in Manhattan. You know, of course, that's what you do. The whole family was like, is Colleen getting married? And oh, didn't yeah, tell us. Like, yeah. there was, like, a brouhaha. <laughs> People were unhappy. No, that's that's a fan right there. Yes! Yeah, my mom is a super fan. I was going to say, I guess reality TV shows have gone on long enough now that we've kind of gotten over the hump of the dark period. Remember, there was, like... Fear Factor, where they were eating all kinds oh, of nasty yes. stuff. Yes. And then there were those shows where they would drop people off naked in the middle of the woods and be like, you know, fend for yourself. Yeah. Like, we've gotten to a point where it's okay again. Jersey Shore was a big one for a while. Yeah. There, making New Jersey look terrible. Ooh. Yeah. Jim Tan Laundry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my newest favorite is uh, the the latest derivation of Queer Eye for the Straight, straight Guy. Hmm. I love, love, it's on Netflix. And like the... The first one ended like 10 years ago, and they've got five new guys, and they're based in Atlanta, Georgia, and so they're going around like the Bible Belt, mm. making over other men, and it is awesome. It is so heartwarming. They're having conversations that need to be had right now. It's, oh, I loved it so much. I actually binged it one weekend, 
and got a little bit caught up in the nomenclature. So I came into the office on Monday and uh, Daniela, shout out to Daniela. Daniela Velez. She came into my office and she was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey, baby, boo, how are you? <laughs> it was not appropriate. She's like, wait, what? It was not appropriate. <laughs> I only did that once. I know. I came home one time and Tara was watching this show about people who want to buy like really little houses. Tiny houses. Like, yeah, tiny houses. Not like a little house, like right. a little tiny house. house. Like they make these things out of clay or something and you got like one room in a closet. And it's so funny, like it got me so mad because I'm sitting there watching it and they're like, well, where am I gonna keep all my stuff? And it's like, I don't know, maybe you get like a bigger house. Like, like they want this house like made out of clay that's like 10 feet by 10 feet. It's not made out of clay, it's gotta be made out of no, wood. No, one woman was like, um, she wanted to be really green about the whole thing and so it had to be made out of the earth. And um, Oh, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, but then when she got really mad because she's like, well, then where am I gonna put this? And when I have people over, where are they gonna be? And like, where are we gonna entertain? And I'm like, you clearly don't know what you want here. That's oh, ridiculous. That's, yeah. All right. Last one, email. Oh, email's terrible. I love email. Uh, how could, Do you know how many phone calls email saves me in I a guess. day? Yeah, in a previous Hundreds. episode, I was talking about how much I hate voicemail. So I hate voicemail <laughs> more than I hate email. And and to be fair, if a friend emailed me or called, you you can call me, you can email me, whatever. I'm I not would gonna, never call you. I'm a friend. I know, right? Exactly. I text. <laughs> exactly. It's definitely a necessary evil. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, it does save, on one hand, it saves a significant amount of time. Yes. But on the other hand, you lose so much personal touch anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, and do you remember, like, when an email? first started or when we first started and we like we'd wait for the you got mail yeah. you know now you don't get anything in your mailbox and so when yeah. you get a letter you're like woohoo I, I got a letter but it's just the opposite now I'm like emails are just there's just too much I mean I have yeah. a whole email box dedicated to all my sales and coupons and all that stuff I'm like goes to this email then everybody else goes to this email so I'm like ugh so much to keep track of. It is. Yeah. It is. And, I mean, and the like, spam. Like I said, like it's okay if a friend does it, but like I don't get emails from friends anymore. What I get are tons and tons of spam kind of yeah. stuff. Phishing, all that. That's all awful. I, we mentioned Disney before. I accidentally somehow got on Disney's mailing list twice. Like they, I, I must have signed up with something on one, mm -hmm. signed up with something on one of my other email addresses. And so I was getting all of their identical emails, you know, just two from each one. So I tried to unsubscribe from one. Wouldn't you know it, it is impossible to unsubscribe from Disney's emails. Another you click the button, it's like it goes into this pneumatic tube and spits it out in the ocean somewhere. Like they do not care. And I, and I finally just wound up flagging them as spam. I was like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, Disney sucks, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> They're awful. Yeah, but you know, even here in the office, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put myself out there and admit to this. I got so tired of like all the spam promotional emails I was getting. I started unsubscribing from them, and you know, it brought down my inbox a lot. And then Gene Tom, shout out to our shout IT out director, Gene. Gene Tom, told me that I had gotten a virus on my computer because you're not supposed to click links in, you know, emails from people you don't know. And that includes the unsubscribe link on the bottom. So I guess Damn. like I clicked on an unsubscribe link and it downloaded something to my computer and we had to like fix that. But yeah, it's just They're it's so an sneaky. awful thing. Yeah, they are. Ugh. They're capitalizing on you don't wanting them, you know? They are. Yeah. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> All right, I think that's the game. That's our show. That was pretty fun. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. So tell us, you know, if I'm if I'm a company or if I'm a, an individual looking to get my resume out there, how can I get a hold of you guys? Um, the best thing to do is go to our website. It's www.sharplinkstaffing.com, or you can give us a call at our office. It's 
582-2353. Um, we, like I said, we service the South Jersey area and um, we're gonna be expanding um, into the healthcare arena um, in the next few months. We're excited about that, so. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks Congratulations. so much. Congratulations, that's thank you. really exciting. Yeah. Thank you. All right, but that's right. our show, right? Yeah, I think that's our show. So thank you so much for listening to us. If you like our show, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your cousins, tell everybody you can possibly find that you like this show. You can totally post the link on Facebook. You can. Yeah. <laughs> or email it to people. There's that exactly. too. Yeah. Um, but if you listen to us on YouTube, you want to send some love, you know, there's a comments box there. Yep. If you're listening to us on iTunes, you want to show some love, you know, give us a five-star rating. It'll help people find the show. Absolutely. It really helps. And thank you to Sherry for coming in today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers. Uh, They're the official sponsor of the show. They do home auto and workers comp. And so if you're going through your bills right now and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to save some money, check them out. Give them a call. Definitely. Thank you, too, to our listeners. We have some really loyal listeners. Actually, I'm going to shout out one listener in particular today, Vicki White. She's actually a fellow podcaster. Um, she taught me everything that I know now about Instagram. And um, <laughs> I like to think that I inspired her a little bit to do a podcast. She does Fat Girl Chronicles, which is hilarious. Yeah, you sent me the link. Uh, yes. No podcast has ever spoken to me on a personal level <laughs> where the Fat Girl Chronicles. I swear to God. I'm in my car. I pause it and I, I respond as though she's there. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. There's nobody I can have like a deep conversation about like Wendy's <sighs> breakfast with. Seriously. And, and you know, I hold myself back a lot in terms of food and I live vicariously through Vicky and her co-host Kenny, our brother in the struggle. <laughs> um, cool. But Vicky will actually send me text messages as she's listening to our show and sometimes it's before I have even listened to that episode yet. Like so. Oh yeah, so like you're trying to get back in that frame of mind. Right. Like what did I talk about 13 weeks ago? <laughs> right, right. So she'll text me like something like, oh my god, I hate those people too and I'll be like, I don't why are you telling me? That was sort of a, I don't know why you're telling me that you hate these <laughs> I remember you sent me a text. It was like, um, Vicky had quoted me on a, sometimes you go in thinking you're hoping for an Empire Strike Back <laughs> and you get a Phantom Menace. And I was like, yeah, I'm very wise. <laughs> so, yes, she totally quoted well, you to me, which was hilarious. And so. for the record, I went into The Last Jedi hoping for an Empire Strikes Back and I maybe walked out with like a Return of the Jedi, which is not <sighs> terrible, but not great. So. All right, full disclosure, I loved Return of the Jedi, but I was like 10 when it came out. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was made, that movie was made for my generation. Mm. All right, I think that might really be our show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Right,